All right, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones, the male survival guide to pop culture and basically life that your girl will drag you to. I am Matt. And I'm Alex. And what are we drinking today, Alex? Today we are drinking our own brew. It is a Kolsch of no name and an unknown alcoholic by volume. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, there's a lot of steps that we're supposed to take when we make these beers like test the gravity to find out the alcohol content, give it a name. We don't do that. We literally drink it as, we would probably put our mouth under the funnel as we're bottling Pretty if much. it was uh, kosher, but uh, it's really <laughs> good. Much. It's good. Mm. Is our beer brew number three? Four. Three or four? I want to say it's the fourth one. It's the fourth one. So we're, yeah, uh, we're rocking and rolling. Yeah, if you want our beer... Tweet us. Can't send you any, but just tweet us if you want we'll, our beer. We'll send you photos of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really nice photos. Uh, well, today we're talking about uh, Married at First Sight season right now that's on Netflix, uh, episode six and seven. This wraps up the honeymoon, and it goes into their first time moving into their hometown together. Um, season nine, by the way. Season nine, yeah, yeah. available now on Netflix. Check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, it's starting to get real now because, you know, this. This particular episode that we're going to be talking about is a transition from honeymoon phase to real life, which is where this show kind of differentiates itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and real life conversations actually start to happen. It's yeah. not just rainbows and butterflies all the way through. Fix your mic here. Oh. Um, Better for the camera. Yeah, just so we can hear you. Um, gosh, there's a lot of things in this episode from stupid fights. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, a catamaran named Squidward. Uh, <laughs> Which I think is a brilliant name. Yeah, and, and then you you have uh, the emotional roller coasters of Diana applauding herself for Greg not complimenting her, and then Pastor Cal telling her that that's insane. Yes, that you don't want compliments; they don't come back. Yeah, I, I yeah, we'll we'll get into that, but I thought that was one of the best parts of the of episode seven for sure. So you know, like. Jamie starts off the episode by dropping the L-bomb with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth has said, you know, I finally understand what love at first sight is. She doesn't realize she's on day six with him. So <laughs> love at first sight doesn't apply. Yes. And the timetable's off, yeah. Because love at first sight would have been like the second she, she, she saw him coming down that porch. Yes. In that, in that wedding venue. But I also think it's interesting that she says that and again, we're still in the honeymoon phase. Literally, still in the honeymoon phase. They're not even back yet, and they've already <laughs> had two fights. But yes, before Alex and I go too far in the uh, into the honeymoon phase, I want to thank our sponsor for the show, um, uh, Wash Park Lending. Um, Justin, there. Uh, so visit your mess. Visit your mortgage professionals at Wash Park Lending to get your home and loan done right way. Justin at Wash Park Lending will take a consultative approach to your home mortgage and make sure you feel comfortable and confident every step of the process. With rates now as low as 2.75 and hovering at all-time lows, it's a perfect time to refinance or buy a new home. Visit washparklending.com to get started. Uh, NMLS number 1952608. That's um, Justin again. You know, it's in, just to speak off-cuff here a little bit, you know, this housing market we're still seeing some of the lowest rates we've ever seen right now. And the fact that money is cheap and the market is softening, it's a great time to either buy and or refinance. So be sure oh, yeah. to reach out to our friends at Wash Park Lending at washparklending.com. Uh, that's spelled just the way that it sounds, W-A-S-H-P-A-R-K-L-E-N-D-I-N-G.com. So thanks for them. 
Now our honeymoon phase is over. Now we're getting back into real life. Yes. Let's talk so about let's this TV show. Dive in. <laughs> yeah. Dive in. Um, so I, it's, it's, uh, so, okay. I'm having, so whenever, uh, let's talk about Elizabeth because she, like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of content there and we probably could do a whole show on Elizabeth. Alone. Yes. But Elizabeth is what her dad calls her. I'm gonna call her Beth from now on. All right. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, whenever a girl says, you know, I'm kind of a diva, that's a red flag. That means that person is incapable of having a conversation coming to a settlement. Yeah. And a guy, if a guy is like, I don't play by anybody's rules, also a red flag because <laughs> rules are important yes. in, in some fashion. Well, if you throw those two in a, in a bottle and you switch them around together, you got a, you got a, a chemical reaction. It's not going to be great. Yeah. You get a, you get a, a Jamie explosion. Um, but it came out as I love you, which is crazy. But I think, you know, like you look at this last, you know, these last couple days of the honeymoon and you kind of see how some of these relationships are turning. You have Jamie and Elizabeth who are already had their first fight um, mm-hmm. about him leaving. Uh, you have Iris get upset at Keith for his ring falling off, which is not fit to size. Yeah. So it's, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, I know there's a men and women thing differently in terms of symbol symbolism of a ring. You know, it's a 70, let's call it a $70 ring. You know, because it was, or maybe saving to an eighty dollar ring, yeah. at the most, which I know isn't, uh, which can be a lot of money, but at the same time, it wasn't like he threw it in the ocean out of anger, <laughs> or that he like left it on the countertop of the restaurant bathroom and forgot about it. No, right? or he was out banging a floozy. <laughs> I mean, he was walking hand and in put hand it, and put it in the dresser drawer. But we'll get there later. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: We watched ahead. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, but it, he was walking down the beach kind of hand in hand with her for the most part and it fell off and by the grace of goodness he found it yeah by holy combing crap. the sand right holy crap I don't know. but she was so mad at him and it was something that she even brought up when she got back from well, the well she'll continue to bring it up yeah like and at it, least two other times you know and it, it's one of those things like in the grand scheme of things it's like a so here's what I've been thinking about a little bit is that you know a lot of these folks have the single mindset within a marriage in the sense that everything that's happening to him right away is, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me where like a marriage standpoint would be like, okay, we need to replace your ring Mm. as soon as possible. You know, like it's, it's attacking the issue and feeling so hurt by it up front, as opposed to looking at the grand scheme of a forever relationship. Yeah. and, And it depends on, who they are as people, right? I mean, if, if Keith was the kind of guy that wasn't thoughtful and that wasn't conscientious, it'd be like, a, dude, you need to pay attention to this stuff. This is important, mm-hmm. right? But Keith, he is thoughtful and he is conscientious. You can tell he doesn't speak before he actually thinks about what he's... Like, he's he thinks first and speaks second, right? Think, and so I, I see yeah. that it's just as an overall theme with who he is as a person that the ring thing was probably something that happened by accident, He's not accident prone. And at the end of the day, and this is, this is where, like, again, girls and guys get things a little bit different. Yeah. Guys are like, at the end of the day, I'm going to bed and I have the ring on my hand. We're good. Episode over, right? Correct. And for some reason, I feel like sometimes, and it's not just women, guys can take this, like if it were to happen on, on the flip side, where it, it's taken as like a, they don't care. It's like, no, accidents happen. Yeah. Accidents happen. And especially considering Keith has been used to wearing a ring for zero days because he's actually not used to wearing it. He's been wearing it for four days. 
right? So, I mean, a little bit of grace can go a long way here early yeah. on in the relationship. And that's why you have an insurance plan on your jewelry. Right. <laughs> if it yeah. falls off, we can replace it. But if you fight with me and we get into an irreparable, irreparable situation or cause irreparable harm to our relationship, you know. What's the cost of that? There's no insurance, there's no insurance for on that. that. No. Yeah. There's an expensive divorce attorney at the end of that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, they each, like, the single versus married mindset. I mean, when Deanna and Greg, first off, that's a really cute, unique relationship, too, because although Greg is a, entirely creepy when he goes into this macho sex mode, <laughs> goodness gracious, dude, I, I, oh, I, I get creeped out. I'm like, oh, poor Deanna. But at the same time, you know, like, He's trying to meet with her on some level. Yes. And he and wants to keeps, make her feel valued and yeah. supported. And she hates that because she's so independent. Yes. And she high fives him for not giving compliments <laughs> to her. Yeah, I'm giving me any compliments today. High five. Like, which, which, and you can see Greg's face when that happens. Like, you can tell it kills him inside. Oh. Because here's the thing. I'm sure he was raised, like, he was raised thinking, your wife, you treat her like a queen. Yes. And, and she is your world. And like... She should always know her value in your eyes, right? Yes. <laughs> Which I completely agree with, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I this, can't say yes you enough. Can, I mean, you, you can tell this guy's dying inside every time. She's like, cool, you didn't, you didn't compliment me. And like, and there's a difference between putting a wall up and having a wall up and pushing. Yes. And she's always pushing the compliments away. Well, she's, she, well, she puts them down. It's like she penalizes him for giving her a compliment. When he goes into like glazed over sex eyes mode, I understand the pushing back. But when he is trying to like meet her and they, I like the conversation they went into after the compliments thing where they're trying to find common ground. She asked him about his, his spiritual upbringing. Yeah. You know, she's like, even though we don't go to the same church, I think we can figure this out. And then he, which is really funny because she said in the cutaway before that <laughs> she doesn't have a home church. So if you don't have a home church and he does means you could There's potentially no have the same church. Yeah. There's no conflict. Yeah. Well, unless- it's, it, it's, it's a uh, Schrodinger's church. <laughs> You guys either could have the same church or you guys would obviously have different ones because you have not picked what your church is going to be yet. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so like the biggest, another part of the you know, conversation that I want to bring up though, is that, you know, Deanna said she wants to address situations right as they happen. If there's a situation she's unhappy with, doesn't matter what the scenario is. She's going to talk about it in that moment. Now, Greg waited five episodes to tell her about his ex-fiance, which I think is relatively important. So mm-hmm. he obviously mm-hmm. is of a different mindset that he doesn't need to address something right up front, which I think could be problematic because, you know, if someone is more passive and all of a sudden they're with someone that's aggressive and the person that's aggressive says, I want to talk about this right now, mm-hmm. you know, that can cause a lot of friction and anxiety for that person. Yeah. And again, a part of that, for me, context is always important, right? I mean, if you're sitting at a restaurant somewhere and something comes up, it's like, all right, now this isn't the place, right? There's timing and there's place. Yeah, and that's what, and at a restaurant's where you bring up an affair so they can't overreact. (laughs) I mean, that's an opportunity for you to be really protect yourself. Protect yourself. It's an insurance plan, but you don't need to talk about the fact that, you know, they farted in bed the night before and you're not happy about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, pick and choose your battles. I'm a big fan of, of being in sync with my wife on, there's a time and a place to have conversations. Let's just make sure we have that safe space at that right time and, and to I have think, that conversation. And I think so too. And this is something that, uh, you know, I don't like is that, you know, you have to be able to, in a, in a long-term relationship marriage, put the fight on hold for sleep, put the fight on hold for an appropriate time 
or not a fight, but the conversation at least. Yeah. And he seemed to you were going to be like, you disagree. No, 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 I'm, I'm uh, no, keep going. I, 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 I've run into know. this and I, I'm, I'm, you and I think we're simpatico on that one. Well, it's like, you know, the Bible says, don't let the sun set on your anger, which I think there needs to be a comma. And then it needs to say, but don't be still arguing about it when the sun comes back up. I think that, you know, there's, there's a certain point in time where, you know, you can get nowhere in a conversation where it's time to get some rest, get some separation, get some time to think, come back. Yes. Once you have clearer heads, I don't think and that has always benefited me in yeah. anything that like I've had with be it girlfriends and my wife. Correct. Right? Where it's like, if there's something going on and, and there is the like, let's let cooler heads prevail. Correct. And, and acknowledge the fact like we're not putting this away. We're going to just set this to the side and we're going to get back together tomorrow to talk about it. Well, it doesn't mean never talk about no, it or no. stuff it away. Well, and it's also going to be like, this needs to be addressed tomorrow, but we need to both take a, take a step back. We need to calm down. We yeah. need to sleep on it. No, understand. Like for me, it was always about formulating how I wanted to express how I was feeling about that. Correct. And that way, when you're coming to the conversation the next morning, it's way more constructive than it was, than it's as you guys are both trying to figure out what it is. Because at that point, all that's coming out are, they're not, feelings that are coming out it's accusations that are coming out you fight like elizabeth and jamie do yes exactly perfect example dudes or matt if you're listening let me break it down for you so you understand okay pretend you take a dump in the bathroom and it's really stinky in the bathroom and you and your girl are fighting about how stinky it is (laughs) go outside of the bathroom let the stink drop a little bit and then talk about it at a later (laughs) date when the stink is gone basketball (laughs) I hope you're, you. ma- you're making an assumption you can put together a Wi-Fi connection, but okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that phones are the best way to keep in touch with each other because, like, phones are like a line of communication. Yeah, um, that kid. Uh, okay. That kid gets me. So I mean, that was I mean that was interesting. And then they all go on this boat ride from hell, uh, <laughs> where it was way too choppy out there, and I love the heavy metal music that the producer, producers chose to play. <laughs> As, as, they're they're like, as they're bouncing through that. But, you know, like... <laughs> Cutting through job. You, you look at some of the people and how they're reacting to each other is that, you know, people are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Amber's uncomfortable. Diana, you can't tell. Um, Iris <laughs> Deanna, is... Diana would be a fantastic poker player. Uh, I, or, Iris is not happy and, and Elizabeth is in agony. Um, Amber's not blaming Matt for the choppy boat ride that the produce, producers made them go on. Yeah. Uh, and Elizabeth is ripping into Jamie uh, <laughs> yeah. there, for the situation. many colors in the rainbow. <laughs> I, and, and she just yeah, tells him to, f- to fuck off. And, you know, he, he calls her dramatic. And it's like everyone's on the boat they experiencing just, the same I mean, thing. Yeah. And but but they, they love spinning each other up. They love spinning each other up. They always say things that just spark up it's it's very it's <laughs> next episode we'll talk a little bit more about some of their fights because there are some intentional gets, barbs that have been thrown but yeah, um yeah you know uh then unfortunately for everyone the honeymoon ends <laughs> and they go home it's time to go back to exotic charlotte <laughs> exotic charlotte and <laughs> greg can't wait to get back to his beanbag room <laughs> Do you, do, you, yeah. do you think the game room? Yeah, the game room. Do you he's think still that a bachelor he lost? That owns a home, though. By the way, he does own a home. Impressive. And Diana felt safe that they both own homes. Um, little do we know that she collects shot glasses and and <laughs> that okay. was a, that I, was a little bit okay. You know, like it's a bit cringy. You know, as someone that's an independent, like 
bureau brags about being so independent. It's like, here's my little trinket collection. I get it, but it's like, I think I saw like a, a Jamaican guy jerking off in one of her you shot glasses. <laughs> it's like, okay, like. Jamaican jerk. <laughs> It's Caribbean. a play on words, Matt. Caribbean style. I, okay, I didn't. I take it back, Diana. I love your set. Um, <laughs> it's metaphor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, that's always something that's always crazy. Even just like anybody's house, I say they're like a, a shot glass collection, let alone an IKEA four tiered shelving system that's dedicated to one. It, it's it, cringy. It's cringy. And you know, the other thing I found cringy in her in her house is that um, she doesn't have a couch that faces a TV. The TV, the couch doesn't face the TV. What are you doing on the couch? You could be reading, but you have a TV in the room. So what are you doing? Are you like craning your neck? I think it might be the thing where she, maybe she only turns it on when she's cooking and she can see it from the kitchen. Oh. Or doing doing the dishes. You keep giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry, Deanna. (laughs) Again. It's my only, it's my only thing. Maybe, you know, she uses that for background noise or watches things briefly while she's either washing the dishes or making food. And like, I don't think she's ever had a man there before. Cause she keeps saying that her dog hates men, but when the dog was skittish though, dog was super skittish. You think so? But oh, the, first, yeah. but at the party, did you see it? It was like passing out hors d'oeuvres to all the men in the party <laughs> in, the, in episode eight, which is next episode. The dogs are like the, the dogs, dogs are, in the next, in our next podcast are like going to be like the highlight of the show. It's going to be a lot of conversations yeah. about dogs. I was dying watching the dogs in uh, episode eight, nine. Um, and but, then uh, something about Greg too, is that he, I, he actually, he's never seen a girl put makeup on though. Cause he always stands at the door and he goes, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. weird. You yeah. get pretty for me. You get pretty. But what did you think about... Um, I've always thought that, that that's something that, uh, for me as a guy, I'm like, give them that space. I feel like that's kind of that's kind of me time for it, girls. Just give it to them. Like, yeah, and I find it kind of odd. He's always, he's always in the doorway. And com- he's like, whenever she does some things in the bathroom, like, it's just a little weird. I don't commenting. Know. She has yeah. a lot of brushes because each shade <laughs> has a different brush, I'm assuming. Or well, she said they all have different uses, and like for me as a guy, I'm like, cool. I don't need to know. That's but right. You do you. <laughs> but in the same breath, I mean, Matt didn't want to share with Amber bathroom yeah. in their new home, which Amber didn't like. But he thought he was giving her room to spread her stuff out. Well, they're terrible communicators. Yes. Because how they just address that up front, right? Like, and again, we're giving Matt way too much credit to be intelligent and emotionally intelligent enough to address this, but that point that he eventually got to was like, I just thought you would appreciate having your own sink. Yeah. And cause when she, when she was like, no, like, are you my roommate? Or are you my husband? Who he should have just said right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was reading this. I did this thinking that we would each have our own spot and that would be nice. Yeah. I wasn't that. This is not meant to be distancing, right? You know, this isn't meant to, to make things weird. I just thought it was a courtesy to give you your own space, which she probably like, okay, like, no, like, no, but let's, and I go, okay. Right. But no, he drags it out to being like, uh, I uh, like my own things in my own sink. Uh, basketball. <laughs> uh, I don't, I just uh, can't with Matt. Hotel room by I myself. Can't, I can't with Matt. But who's right in that situation? I mean, I mean, I see Amber's point in the sense that we're together now, but we need to have the same, you know, I would never uh, want to live in a home without dual vanities if I y- can avoid it. Yes. Um, yes. Because there is nothing worse than sharing a sink <laughs> with a girl. There, um, there is, there is one thing that I thought about, and I'm like, for me, there's times where I was up way earlier than my wife was. I'd go into the other room that had a shower to take a shower, and I'd get ready in there because 
Now, granted, it wasn't all the time. Was this, for your, point. was this for your m- mobile detailing business? <laughs> yes. That was about to take off? My, my 5 a.m. detailing. <laughs> my uh, all-night detail. Detailing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, for me, I think it's it's a it's picking a fight in a not-so-relevant space. Yeah. It's, again, it's not worth. Choose your battles. Like, yeah. I don't know. And and also, like, there's no grace given to the fact that you guys are figuring each other out. Just be open to be in this position of, like, hey, there's one thing that's to be constant in this first month together, and it's learning what we do and how we do it and just being open to change. Well, like you said, they're bad communicators. And and watching Matt think, it's like two mice are fighting out in his head. And he's sitting and waiting to see who figured, which bounce wins so he can address that. Like, he's such a bad communicator. But he also, I think he's like crippled with self-doubt, which does not make for a good entrepreneur. I think he's crippled with a lack of, like, identity. He doesn't know who he is. He's a, so he, he literally took Amber to the room that he's living in at a friend's house of a house that he doesn't own of a room that he doesn't rent a room that he's staying in. And he's touring it. Like this is my bed. Okay. Like, well, like he has all the shoes tucked under like, like the little desk that's there. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and she even like, I think she makes comment where it's like, it's just, it's just like how it would be if he was like staying at a hotel. Like, yeah. And, Cause again, that's what he's doing. And he's a transient. He's a transient person. He, and it's, he's waiting for his next contract. He's waiting for his next team to sign him up. So, I mean, how do you feel about, you know, because I, I don't, it's like Amber's so afraid of being abandoned and they, uh, paired her with, Someone who is a transient person that would leave at the first sign of trouble, the first drop of a hat. Oh, I see Matt as that person. Yeah, so I mean, what do you? Th- how do you think this is going to work out? Oh no, I I was not confident with Matt and Amber to, on the get go. No. Um, I think she is bright eyed, bushy tailed, and and overly optimistic, knowing the man that she just married. Not no. that that's not not that those things are bad things, but they're bad things in in reading between the lines. That is Matt. <laughs> Right? Yes. Or rather reading between the colors because it's paint by colors for Matt. <laughs> or paint by so number. Paint I drew a blue duck because I've never seen a blue duck. The number and two says it's a blue crayon. <laughs> but I used pink because I thought it'd be cool. The dude put a picture of himself on his <laughs> nightstand. It's so he can remember who he is every morning. I can- <laughs> it's it not- probably has his own signature. Not- this is Matt. <laughs> Basketball. It I literally basketball overseas. It literally is a picture of just him. No family member, <laughs> no loved one. Um, it's Matt. He's his own inspiration. Yeah, that's his autobiography. Will be it's Matt. <laughs> By Matt. For Matt. She reminds me of Matt Damon. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, Matt's man. gonna bounce. Entrepreneurs. Don't give put all their eggs in one basket. He doesn't even know if he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> His buddy's got the detailing gig. He's got the idea, all the ideas, and he's just in on it. And like, and literally, Amber's like, "Hey, like, I'll, if this doesn't work out, you don't have to go. I'll take care of you." He's like, "How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Orange ball goes in cylinder, and he I has, get money." He, he has issues with it in a situation where he is currently living rent free in his buddy's house. Yes. The guy's a complex creature. Um, (laughs) Again, he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't like, uh, this is, this is hard. You know, we were both college athletes, but it's like the real world experience can be put on hold. If you don't, you know, like if you're 
all about your sport. If like everything, mm-hmm. you, if you pour everything into your sport, but Absolutely. you don't diversify your life, you know, once that's taken away, you become very one-sided. You yeah. become very one-dimensional. Um, and, and I mean, that was my thing. You know, I got to the point where I'm like, I got to be working towards something because I can't keep doing this. And 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 you you have that real talk. Was like, this ain't going much farther. So I got to be making sure that by the time that yeah. dwindles away. I've got something solid that I've got underneath me. I knew there was no NFL in my future looking at my body and just who I am. So I, you know, football was... Looking in the mirror. <laughs> looking in the mirror. Didn't pass the mirror I check. know that I wasn't going to get a call and I kind of, you know, reached my peak, peak athleticism, athleticism yeah. by playing in college. Yeah. But, you know, like I always thought football is what I do. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I try to maintain that mm-hmm. mentality, which I don't think Matt has. Not that I'm trying to pat myself on the back, but... Well, and, you, know, you know he's been good. I enough got bruises to, from doing it so much. <laughs> well, and he's been he's been good enough to be able to pursue it at a at a European professional level. Yeah. I mean, so you got to give it to him there. But like, I mean, you look at a lot of these other athletes that are pros, and they've got lives too. So it, it, it's and I, I again, his family upbringing is real weird too. You st- we still don't know what what that whole situation's about, and I feel that basketball was probably his only saving grace. It got him away from his problems, and so. Therefore, it is his solution to everything. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. And I think you're right. But, you know, like, unless you're playing golf, you know, the time for athleticism. Oh, it's a short window. Catches you up. Yeah. And you can only hope that you make enough money to. Well, but I mean, he could always be a coach. He could always, I mean, he can still make a career out of basketball in general, right? But. Yeah. But again, you need, but again, you need contacts. You need to have a social life. You need to like. There's things that need to take place for you to be able to do that. And like, I, like you said, I think he's so one dimensional down that path that when that's done, it's done. He's got to figure things out. Him, him coaching basketball would be like Bobby Boucher explaining football. Did Santa give the ball to the quarterback? And the quarterback give the ball to the running back? And I chased after the running back and I tackled whoever had the ball. It's like that. That would be mad in a basketball sense. I don't know anything else, but. Um, some, right. Something I want to jump into too is that yeah, you know me. Iris snooping through Keith's room <laughs> during during their his her home. Does she have right to do that since he's technically her husband now, or was that crossing a line? And she found condoms in his uh, nightstand in the room. No, 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 an empty th- condom box. Empty condom box. Which Keith's response was hilarious. Well, I packed them all for the honeymoon, not knowing who I was marrying. <laughs> And then she's like, there's only three. And yeah. well, like, no, well, no, she goes, where are they? And he goes, they're my backpack. And she goes right over like, well, let's open up the backpack. And she's like, there's only three. How many times were you expecting to have sex? And he said, I don't know, three. <laughs> At least three. <laughs> well, I like Keith. You're like, Keith is just so real. Like, he's he's going to tell you. He's going to give you an answer. He didn't try and hide anything. No. He's very confident in himself. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's one of those weird situations where it's like you both agreed to get married at first sight. Yeah. So everything before, and they, they, Iris eventually gets there. She needs the other girls to help her convince her of this, but you signed up for this. You got to understand that the past is the past. You guys are just getting to know each other. Like it's not like he's been sleeping around while you guys have been doing this. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Iris is a virgin? Yes. I just found that out this episode, (laughs) just this episode, just this episode. You mean Keith's mom didn't spoil it for you? I, I didn't know he was, she was or talking Iris about. I didn't, know, I didn't know she was talking about Iris. I thought she was talking about somebody else. I, I, I don't know. The only thing that really irks me about Iris is that there seems to be a sexual immaturity about her. 
Yeah. And I'm not talking about whether or not she's like willing to have sex. I'm talking about well the condom thing and like when she like when when like the on their honeymoon when they're like in bed together and she's doing that thing where she's like framing his face with her hands. I'm like, guys don't find that attractive. Like that's not like I you know, I don't know what she's going. It's like my personal like, space. It's, 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 it's my husband. Well, it's just like it's my husband. It's my husband. It's like it's like she doesn't really understand the like what usually follows in actually having a deep marital relationship. Yeah. I'm not saying it's sex all the time. I'm just saying it's like, she almost kind of like, she does that because she's uncomfortable about even just the concept. And, and even when she and Keith talk about it, she can't have a conversation about it. She doesn't have that like sexual, emotional maturity for it. It's, icky. it's an icky concept. I'm like, Iris is what? 28? Something like that. Probably. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's okay to like, it's not, you know, it's it's admirable if you're still a virgin because you're holding yourself and waiting for for the right person. I like that's I'm not that there's nothing wrong there about about that. Yeah, but at least kind of like be comfortable having that conversation. I think I think I mean I think that to tie a nice little bow on this, you know, just as Matt's identity is wrapped up in basketball, you know, her I her we saw the show is cut. Um, she's so caught up in what virginity means about her. Mm that she's projecting onto uh, onto Keith like I'm a virgin I'm a virgin and I, and she says it every other every sentence time, is that yeah. she's a virgin she's a virgin she's a virgin where it's becoming her identity mm-hmm. That's a good where point. you know and then you have Diana with her independence I'm independent I'm independent I'm independent I'm independent becomes the identity that puts up an impenetrable wall that you know they're now husbands can't even get through yeah yeah and no, I, I agree completely. I don't think there's anything really to really touch on that, other than you know. Again, I think it, it's she's just she's she's borderline annoying as a result of it. Yeah, and I I lean her more closely towards like a middle schooler. Yeah, like maturity and like like you throw the word sex out there, you throw like oh boobs, you know, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like. By the way, when you said boobs, that was hilarious. <laughs> Say. Um, I just wanted to say it on the podcast. But she's also she's she's also she's also weaponizing it a little bit, you know, where she's it's kind of like a, a dangling carrot to Keith, and mm-hmm. she has no idea why Keith hasn't just like pillaged her, like or tried to make a where Keith is a respectful gentleman. Where but it's like you know like she'll be like, oh, I'm getting this much closer now. I don't know. Uh, you know, oh no 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 no! It's like this little cat and mouse game, but it's just kind of like he goes well, back to her maturity. Which when, well, again, and she's like, she, you know, when she sees that box, she's like, oh, is he just a nympho beforehand? I'm like, he could have he could have had sex once a month prior, and you would have assumed that was a nympho activity because you don't know what a nympho does. <laughs> and you know, the fact that he's using condoms is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, lowers the it chance means he's responsible. Lowers the chances of STDs. This episode is brought to you by Trojan. Um, <laughs> No, but it's like, you know, like there's no babies running around, you know, there he's, he's should be cleaner than most, um, nympho. Yeah. I didn't like that, but pastor Cal. Yeah. Let's so, get into pastor Cal cause he starts visiting everybody. So he starts, so the, the experts start checking on him and coming in and kind of calling them out for their BS. He yeah. told, so he starts with Iris and Keith. So let's go with Iris and Keith. Um, he said that love is, a, or sorry, marriage is a dance and it's about, you know, you adapt, you move and you adapt to what's going on. You realize what's happening and then you adapt your movement. So we're talking it. about that first month of like figuring each other out. And it's, and it's and they not, have different schedules. So and it's, it's, and it's really not 
stepping on someone's toe and getting mad that their toe was there. It was like, okay, I'm going to take a shorter step here to counter step that their foot might be there. And I'm going to follow their lead. Um, what else did he say to him? Cause, uh, was the naked moment with them? Where no, 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 that the naked moment is with Beth G- and Beth and, and Jamie. Jamie, but with them, it, they, they, again, a lot of it does surround them sharing roles and you're talking about cooking dinner oh, and sharing responsibilities. Right. But the main thing with that, that Pastor Caliber like, really hammers on them and it's mainly iris the fact that he kind of and i think this is part of what goes back to what we were talking about was he gets her into a corner of like basically accepting the fact like you still see your husband as a stranger yeah and you treat he's not a stranger yeah yeah because she called him yeah she said like it's still like a stranger he's like that he kind of nips that in the butt he goes that's the problem right now like you need to get rid of that thought he's her husband and again this all goes back to like you signed up for this. Yes. Like you signed up for this. At a certain point in time, you need to drop that facade and start dropping walls. And with, yeah. like with, he went to Jamie and Elizabeth's and I really like this piece of advice, the naked moment. What I like about it the most is that it addresses to your partner that you are going to be open and you really want them to listen it's like a precursor. I'm going to have a naked moment right now. Mm-hmm. That triggers the years to go up. It's it's the concept of vulnerability. As opposed to, you know, like listing out 12 things that are bothering you. And it was really number three that was bothering you. And then you get mad that, you know, they only heard number nine and 10 because they're the last things that they used to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. He called Deanna, Deanna's don't compliment me thing insane. Uh, which I really appreciated because it is insane. It is. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't come out, come back. No, no. Once it's gone. I mean, yeah, you know, he's like, and again, this it's it's funny that like he has this conversation with multiple couples, but it's like he, in this segment, he is playing the, the, the role of reminding them that they're married. Yes. And like, all right, like, first of all, the guys are totally cool with like getting intimate. (laughs) Right, like yeah. they're all like, I'm waiting. Like you tell me, Greg is like waiting for this opportunity. Greg, yeah. He's into her, and like she's like growing, and she's getting, you know. But, yeah. But Greg is ready to pounce. He, yeah, he. I mean, he is ready to, ready to rev seal up, the deal, rev up her motorcycle. Yeah, um, and so, but yeah, but he dresses that, and he's like, you guys need to actually like physically practice, like or say practice physical intimacy. Hold like, hands. Hold hands. Like do stuff that yeah. like connects you guys more. Start acting like you're together. Correct. And what did he talk about with Matt and Amber? I don't have that in my notes here. With Matt and Amber? Yeah. With Matt and Amber, it's... Go to Sonic because they're paying <laughs> well, us a we ton have to, of we money. Have to, we have to address that. <laughs> Matt Matt is really... Well, that's, that's when they go visit. That's not when they visit him, is it? No, it's when they... Go to visit her family, Yeah, I her guess. family for, for Is that family next night. episode? I, that might be the next episode. No, you know, this, this the, is the problem with Netflix where... is that it bleeds into the next episode. If you don't catch that little square that's like filling up white for like... <laughs> yeah. To like move next to the next episode, you, you don't... It You don't recognize when the show ends. So I actually watched no, halfway this... into eight. I'm like, this is the longest episode I've ever watched <laughs> in my entire life. I've got, I've got the right... I've got the right, uh, you know, um, what, what would you call it? Like a uh, landmark. Got the right landmark for you. This is where Matt snaps the shower curtain off the, the oh. before is when before Pat, Pastor Cal comes in. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's a, like you said, it's a tension rod. It's a tension rod. But he says, "I broke, I broke the shower. <laughs> I broke, I broke the shower." <laughs> so how? Where am I gonna get wet after I play ball? All right, and okay, going back to our, our best impersonations of Matt, I yeah. had to quote him here because when Pastor Cal asked him, how was the honeymoon? 
He doesn't say anything about Amber. He talks about how nice the place is. <laughs> right? Just he goes so literally, quote unquote, it was a really cool place for us to get to know each other. Not like I, I got to know Amber really well. I'm I really, really glad you paired me with her. I had a great time being with her. No, no. It was a really cool place for us to get to know each other. I got to wear all my high socks on the beach. I was so happy. And I got to play putt-putt with the boys. Nothing better. Um, so that's kind of it, man. You know, that's kind of the episode. Uh, then it bleeds into they start, you know, doing more at-home stuff. What else do you have? You're laughing I, I, at something. <laughs> I'm laughing because I got another Matt quote. Oh, you got more Matt I'll always he listen says, to Matt quotes. He says, I think we'll be able to coexist peacefully, which I hope is everybody's. On everybody's nuptials. And co- they do the t- coexist sounds so separate. <laughs> That's like the worst word you can use. Well, and peacefully. And peacefully coexist. I hope that I can coexist with my spouse. Okay. Dear wife, on our wedding days, you accept this ring. I just hope that we can coexist peacefully. Amen. <laughs> he's full of it. I don't. I mean, he's becoming the character caricature of the show. Um, There's just so many red flags on both of their sides. I mean, we give Matt a lot of shit, but he deserves a- it. Amber, Amber's got a lot of things that she's got to work through. And she's poor just, Amber. Yeah, she's, we'll talk about that she, next episode. She's, she's signing herself up for disaster here. But uh, before we go into Stones rating again, we want to thank Wash Park Lending for uh, sponsoring our podcast. And again, if you want, if you're looking to buy a new home or refinance, now's the right time to uh, reach out to Justin at www.washparklending.com to get started. Um, and again, it's M- NMLS uh, number 1952608. So give them a call, tell them we sent you, and uh, we do appreciate their sponsorship. So Stones rating, Alex. We each have, at the end of every episode, we give a Stones rating. We each have two Stones to give. Naturally. Two stones meaning that it's actually kind of fun to watch, and no stones means an act of castration is preferable to watching this episode. So we also have the highly touted, uh, never forgotten, highly requested meaty scale, so I hope that you have (laughs) a good understanding of what you're going to say here, but um, where do you fall down on the stones rating? You know what? I'm going to give it two, and I think a lot of the entertainment value that comes from it is actually having the therapists and the pastors come back into this scenario yeah, and just kind of poke holes in their shit. It's, <laughs> it's entertaining and it's, and it's insightful. Like, so like I was like, I was, you know, cause I'm having my own thoughts and my own, my ideas. Right. And I'm like, yeah. and then I'm watching pastor Cal come in or it's Dr. Pepper. Right. And it's like, yes. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Well, he, so he, even, even Greg was like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, this is weird. Yeah. Thank you. With the compliments. Yeah. And, and, like, and yeah. like, you don't have that in a relationship that's private with you, have, you and someone else. You don't, you don't have an arbiter that goes, no, you're, you're totally valid here. Stop doing that. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Two stones. I would give it, I'm giving it, uh, I, we can't give half stones. So I'm going to do two stones as well. It would have been a one and a half because I did not like the last episode of the honeymoon. Yeah, that provide, but but when the experts came in, when they start merging, like when all other reality TV shows end, when this put into their everyday life, uh, you had the experts coming in, giving their two cents, coaching them up, seeing the things that they run into. Once, like, I know the cameras are still rolling, but it's like, well, it's fantastic because you start to see like 
they set them off straight on the path, and yeah. they quickly just start yeah. going to the, towards the headrail, and then the guardrail, with it back, and then the... they they come back a week later and go, no, 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 stay back on track. And and I think that it's kind of fun too because um, unlike what's portrayed in movies and everything like that, marriage is less about the actual wedding and more about the rest of your life, where. You know, a lot of people get that backwards. It's all about the wedding and they don't recognize that the marriage starts at the wedding and then you have the rest of your life to work through mm-hmm. it and work on it. So As this, Keith said, one day down, a million more to go. Exactly. So I like this show because it kind of focuses on things after that. So yeah. where does this come down on the highly vaulted meaty scale? It's not too meaty in terms of like drama and things like that. I mean, we'll get into the meteor scale for the next next cast. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah the, the next one's meaty, so definitely pay attention to that one. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, pork chop? <laughs> it's <laughs> pork meaty. chop. It's meaty, but it's not, you know, nothing too sexy. It's got good bones to it. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's it's not a tomahawk steak, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's going to do the job. You know, it tastes good, hmm. you know? You know, I like eating pork chops. Yeah. They're not bad. I don't say that's what I'm saying. It's not bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't just like, it wasn't, you know. Sometimes I go to a steak it restaurant wasn't a and I want a pork chop. Steak. And, I know. I, and I don't get it. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm at a steakhouse. I should get a filet, but a pork chop is sometimes no, just super satisfying. You do you. Yeah. You got to take care of you, man. Yeah, man. Well, you heard. I got a great place, the uh, pork chop we got to take you to, so don't worry. All right. We'll, well do they that. don't, they don't sponsor us. So tell me yeah. off the air. Um, so you heard it here first. This is a pork chop of an episode, Four Stones. Episode six stone, and seven. It's the first four stone in a Easily. while. Yeah. Because we haven't we've liked what we've watched for a long time. <laughs> we've gotten a little more critical, I think. Uh, so four stones. Um, stay tuned for next week. Uh, episodes eight and nine. Yes. And uh, have a good day. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Uh, bye. We'll be back.